It was draft night in the NBA, which means trade rumors aplenty. Eric Gordon, OG, and Anobi found themselves amidst those rumors. So what teams did they end up on by the end of the night? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, June 24th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned, it was draft day in the NBA, and that always breeds tons and tons of trade rumors. Both Eric Gordon and OG Ananobi found themselves in those trade rumors at times on Thursday night. Uh, we'll start with OG. If you guys listened to our kind of season recap podcast for both of these guys, you'll remember that we mentioned both of them being in trade rumors. With OG, um, it seemed more of a certainty that he wouldn't be traded, uh, but on Thursday afternoon, early evening, there was a rumor circulating that the Blazers were trying to trade the number seven pick for OG. That was kind of shot down, but Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, did say while he while OG ultimately wasn't traded to the Raptors, Jake Fisher said, consistently heard Toronto's only appetite to trade OG and Anobi is for an elite center. Raptors remain linked to Rudy Gobert, called on Jared Allen back in February per, per sources. So uh, OG maybe not as untouchable as we kind of thought, um, but still, if the asking price is an elite center, that means that they value him very highly. And uh, there aren't a ton of elite centers in the NBA. Those guys are going to be in high demand. So I don't think that OG is going to be moved, uh, barring something very drastic changing. But the fact that he still finds himself in trade rumors. I know we talked to Sean Woodley about this. You guys can go back and, and find that episode. Uh, OG seems to be the the ideal fit for Toronto and what they're looking for. Uh, but the fact that he keeps coming up in trade rumors, it's kind of that saying of where there's smoke, there's fire. And there seems to be a consistent amount of smoke coming out on this one. So uh, uh, the number seven pick ultimately wasn't enticing enough for Toronto. They did not make that deal. Uh, whether there's a deal to be made down the road, free agency starts on July 1st. Uh, that's when things are really going to kick off. We, we will see, but uh, it certainly seems that OG is kind of gettable, but you have to have a really, really good player to get him. Uh, so he stays put on Thursday night, though. He is still with the Raptors. Eric Gordon, we talked about, seemed certainly more likely to be traded by Houston as they are in the midst of a rebuild, and the Rockets could look to cash in on him as a veteran piece. Um, the 76ers were a team that were trying to get him on Thursday. They were trying to kind of manufacture this three-team deal where he Eric Gordon would go to Philly Matisse Thibel, one of the, the best perimeter defenders in the league, would go to a third team. That third team would send stuff to uh, Houston. Nothing ever came about of that, but uh, 
that is the type of deal. It's a little different than the one with OG. The one with OG had a draft pick. This one could have had draft capital attached to it, but this is the kind of deal that uh, looks like it could be done in the next, in the coming days, weeks, months. Um, there is a connection here. Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer had that report about the Sixers trying to get Eric Gordon. Uh, I believe he's a former Locked On Sixers host, Stephen. But Eric Gordon, there is a connection with him to Philadelphia. Daryl Morey is the current kind of GM, president of basketball operations uh, for the Sixers. He was the guy in Houston when uh, Eric Gordon landed with the Rockets. So there's a lot of familiarity there. Uh, and that would explain perhaps why um, the Sixers are inquiring about him. It seems like the Sixers are interested in, in kind of running it back with that Houston team. P.J. Tucker, who was on that Houston team with Eric Gordon and James Harden, uh, is rumored to be getting a, a pretty sizable deal from the um, Sixers once free agency starts. As I said, Harden's already there. It sounds like they're trying to get Eric Gordon. Look, they came close to winning a title with that core. They came close in 2016, 2017. It is many, many, many years later. Those guys do not look nearly the same. It is a bold strategy to try to run it back as Daryl Morey is doing. Uh, but we'll see. There's still time. As I said, the OG deal feels like it was a, I don't want to say spur of the moment, but there was a pretty hard deadline uh, of when that deal would kind of expire. This one, I don't feel the same way. I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that's revisited in the coming days and weeks. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I keep looking at my phone because I have notifications on for Shams, for Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, and I'm I'm worried one of these is going to be Eric Gordon being traded uh, while we're recording this. So that gives you a sense of how likely it feels that he could potentially be dealt. But end of the night, both of those guys remain on the teams that they started the night with. But for now, it seems like they both are certainly gettable. Perhaps one of them more likely to be traded than the other one. I'll keep you guys updated on those uh, rumors throughout the offseason. Uh, as I said, free agency starts on July 1st. Uh, seems like those guys might be involved in the middle of it. Let's switch gears back to Bloomington on campus. Uh, we talked last week about the men's basketball schedule, what we knew from the home and away conference games that were released, uh, and that the Hoosiers men's basketball team was going to have to earn a conference title. We didn't talk about the women's side of that, where Indiana was – dealt a very nice hand by the Big Ten. We're going to dive into that in just a second. BetOnline.net, though, is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Those of you that might have bet on the NBA draft, our friend Jared uh, Gasul, who's on here frequently, uh, might have had some money that he randomly threw down uh, through BetOnline on Paolo Bancaro being the number one pick, which seemed very unlikely even coming into the day, even this morning, um, that deal comes about. He becomes the number one pick, and uh, a lot of people probably cashed in on that one. So hope you guys use Bet Online if you made some draft day uh, wagers this year. 
They are your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The women's basketball, Big Ten basketball schedule, like the men's schedule, was kind of pseudo-released. Um, with the home and away portion of the schedule. Um, On the women's side, there's kind of a definitive tier uh, where I think actually a couple tiers, but there's about five teams, I would say, that are going to be at the top this year. Four of those are holdovers from last year. Iowa and IU to me are the two top teams in the conference. The two teams that I think are most likely to compete for a Big Ten title next season um, I, I don't think I need a ton of explanation for that. We've talked at length about the IU women's team. You guys are familiar with them. Iowa, I'm sure you guys are also familiar with them. Caitlin Clark, Monica Sonano are two of the best players in the country. Next tier below that, I would have, I would say would be Ohio State and Maryland. Ohio State won the Big Ten regular season last year. Still bizarre. Wild that it happened. Uh, IU upset them in the Big Ten tournament, but Ohio State won the Big Ten regular season conference title. Um, Again, it was unexpected. That's why I kind of have them in the second tier, but they already did it once. And then you have Maryland, who is Maryland. And again, not a ton of explanation needed. They dominated the conference until really last year is when they kind of slipped up for the first time. I would say the fifth team amongst them is Nebraska, who was a sneaky team last year. They beat the Hoosiers. Um at home last year in Nebraska, they beat Indiana last year. Uh, last season, it was Michigan as that fifth team. Nas Hillman is gone now, uh, which means that um, they're going to struggle a little bit this year, uh, which should open the door for Nebraska, who was that sixth team last year. They can take a step forward and be that fifth team. So when you look at the schedules, um, I kind of only singled out those five teams uh, on the schedules to get a sense of who the toughest games are going to be and where they're going to come against. So if you look at IU's schedule, they'll have a home and away with Iowa, which I actually kind of like. I want to play Iowa. I want to play the top team. Um, those will be two really fun games. So I, I kind of like playing Iowa. They'll also play Ohio State home and away. They absolutely handled Ohio State in Columbus last year and then beat them not quite as easily in Indianapolis, but still won uh, that one in Indianapolis as well. So uh, they had a pair of wins over them last year. And then they will only play Maryland and Nebraska once. And both those games are going to be at home. They lost at College Park uh, last year. They lost at Nebraska last year, Lincoln as well. Uh, so they won both those games. I don't think they actually played Nebraska at home. They won the Maryland home game. So it's nice to see. Uh, both those games being at home, they obviously beat Maryland in the Big Ten tourney as well. So um, that is a as about as favorable as a schedule as you can realistically hope for. If you are Indiana, um, getting Iowa twice isn't great. Again, personal preference, I like it. I, I want to see these two teams play against each other because they're going to be two of the tops in the nation. Getting Ohio State, a team that you have beaten a couple times as well, isn't uh, the worst thing either. You can look at the other teams 
Iowa, obviously going to have to play IU twice, have to play Maryland twice, have to play Nebraska twice, and has to play Ohio State on the road. So much tougher schedule for them. Same with Maryland. They have Iowa, Nebraska, and Ohio State twice, and then they will have to travel to Bloomington, as we said, as the other game amongst those kind of top four teams outside themselves. Both Ohio State and Nebraska only have to play two of the teams home and away twice but they don't have the favorable home portion of that as well. So Ohio State's going to have to play IU and Maryland twice. They will host Iowa. They will travel to Nebraska. Not the worst schedule, um, maybe a little bit harder than Indiana simply because of the road game. Uh, When it comes to Nebraska, they play Iowa and Maryland twice. They have to come to Bloomington. They will host the Buckeyes. Again, just probably marginally harder than Indiana's schedule. I think out of everybody amongst these top five teams, Indiana had pretty clearly the easiest schedule. I'm not going to complain. Like I know we talked about with the men's team that uh, there's some value to having to earn the Big Ten Conference title. Um, Ultimately, they're going to have to play Iowa twice, and if they win the Big Ten title, they will have to have most likely beaten them at least once. So there's going to be some earning of that conference title uh, if IU is to win it, but I know that was a goal last year. It's going to be interesting to see how much that is a goal this season. Uh, so we will um, we'll, we'll continue to look at that. There hasn't been nearly as much come out about the women's basketball schedule as the men's side. So once that comes out, we will take a look at that as well. But super, super interesting. It seems very favorable for the Hoosiers. The keep wanting to say the draw they got, but more the – uh, way the the cookie crumbled or the way the cards were dealt uh, led to a pretty favorable conclusion for Indiana. So um, pretty big for them. Again, I know that winning a Big Ten Conference title was a goal last year, one that they did not accomplish. I imagine that's going to be pretty high on the list. That was about the only thing they didn't accomplish last season was that Big Ten title. They kind of checked off a lot of other things on their list. So I imagine that's going to be a top, top priority for the likes of Grace Berger, McKenzie Holmes, um, the girls that are going to be returning from last year's team. On the men's side, Jalen hood Shafino talked uh, for the first time since getting on campus, since starting summer workouts. Um, inter- some interesting quotes that we'll talk about uh, here in a moment. First, though, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's it's impossible to head to your local auto parts chain store and find the part you need. You're going to end up standing in line. You're going to get to the counter. They're going to tell you that they don't have the part available. They're going to have to order it. You're going to have to come back in a couple days. Anyway, skip all of that. You can just cut out the middleman, head to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. It's going to save you time and money using Rock Auto. It's also going to, I mean, like we said, saves you money because you don't have to spend on those markup prices 30 50 even 100 percent if you're going to an auto parts store if you're going to the dealership itself um rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto's prices are reliably low for every customer and they're gonna have everything that you guys need whether it's brake parts whether it's tail lamps whether it's motor oil, whether it's new floorboards, these guys will have you covered. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. I just recommended it to a friend the other day. Uh, was following him to a restaurant for dinner. Saw his taillight was out. Recommended him to go to Rock Auto uh, to save some money to use or to buy that taillight. 
So go to rockauto.com right now. See other parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know we sent you. It's amazing selection. It's reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to us over at YouTube. Uh, we put the episodes up there daily at 7 a.m. You can make that part of your morning routine. Uh, audience is really taking off over there, so make sure you guys go give us a listen. As we mentioned, Jalen Hood Shafino uh, is on campus. IU started their summer workouts about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, I believe beginning of June. So he's been on campus for a while, spoke to the media on Friday or excuse me, Thursday for the first time. A uh, number of interesting things. He said uh, he thinks his style of play really fits well into Mike Woodson's offense. Uh, he was really optimistic about how well him and Xavier Johnson could fit next to one another. Um, they apparently already have a relationship from before him arriving at Indiana when Xavier Johnson was at Pitt, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino, uh, I believe he's from the Pittsburgh area. Um, so those two had played together some and, um, they, they knew each other. Like I said, they had a relationship dating back or predating their time on blue or at Bloomington, excuse me. Um, they played pickup together when he was home in Pittsburgh. So, it's interesting that the two know each other. Um, there's that chemistry that seems to already be there. And it was really interesting the degree to which uh, Jalen Hood Shafino is a very confident player. And uh, especially when it came to how he felt he fit in Mike Woodson's offense and fit alongside Xavier Johnson, he was very confident about that. Uh, he spoke about the versatility when he was at Montverde. He played both guard positions. Uh, that's going to be helpful because this season he's going to play both guard positions. Almost certainly going to start in the backcourt next to Xavier Johnson, but I'd imagine Xavier Johnson is going to be the point guard. Even if he isn't, they're going to take turns as ball handlers. And when Xavier Johnson's off the floor, I would imagine Jalen Hutchifino is going to be on it. Uh, so that means he is going to play the point guard as well this season. So uh, having that versatility, having that experience, uh, playing in both guard positions at Montverde, uh, prepared him for what his role is going to be at Indiana. He mentioned that um, his focal points are to keep working on his body. Uh, he's really focused on becoming a better point guard and working on his jump shot. Overall, he just kind of said that he wanted to work on improving everything. Uh, he said he kind of mentioned that he's young. He knows he still needs to improve on basically everything, but he also acknowledged that he needs to improve his three-point shot and the importance of developing a three-point shot. Said it's something he's been in the gym every day working on. Uh, that is kind of the biggest weakness when it comes to what his role is going to be at Indiana. If he has a consistent three-point shot uh, and able is able to play off ball like that, that's going to be huge for him uh, playing alongside Xavier alongside Trace, who's going to create and generate so many open shots. So if Jalen is able to knock down those shots, that's going to be absolutely massive for him next season. Uh, he was asked how he kind of views himself as a, what position he is, if he said, if he thinks he's a combo guard. Uh, and he said right away, I'm definitely a true point guard. 
his exact words were, I'm definitely a true point guard, but I'm versatile. Um, he talked about what players he watches um, in the NBA. He mentioned Jason Kidd, uh, but then he mentioned Kobe Bryant. He mentioned Chris Paul, but then he mentioned Devin Booker. So um, guys, all those guys were ball handlers to some degree, but Kobe, Devin Booker were definitely more shooting guards. Uh, so it's interesting. Those were the guys he mentioned. He talked about having watched IU all last season, um, but the difference being when he kind of is watching tape now, he's doing it with the coaches versus just kind of watching the tape at home. Uh, but he's familiar with Mike Woodson's offense and what he uh, wants out of his team. So um, that was encouraging as well. He said that, uh, again, his relationship with Xavier Johnson dates back to Pittsburgh when Xavier was playing at Pitt. So kind of a surprise, um, unexpected probably connection there that uh, I don't know either guy anticipated. Uh, he also talked a little bit about Malik Renault, who's obviously close to him. Close enough to <laughs> – this is a, a, a story of how close they are. When Malik Renault decommitted from Florida – Jalen was with him when he made that decision and Jalen immediately said he texted IU's coaches and said, Malik's decommitting. We need to get on this right now. And that uh, urgency got IU focused on him and helped IU land Malik Renault. So that's just a, a story of how close those two are. They obviously Jalen was on campus with Malik when he took his official visit this spring. So, those two are very, very close, and that's just kind of another story that signifies that or uh, helps uh, show that even more. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back next week to do that offensive lineman slash tight end depth chart preview. Uh, there was an interesting graphic going around um, where – IU has a lineman that is going to be one of the top 10 in the country next season. So we'll look into that. I know the offensive line caused a lot of headaches last year, but uh, it seems like there are improvements. So we're going to look into the offensive line, the tight ends next week. There was just too much news today to skip that. Uh, now, you know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts on Locked On Take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second list in Locked On Big Ten. I was on Thursday's episode. We talked about that women's basketball schedule as a whole. Uh, we, we talked about the draft. That part's a little outdated now. Uh, you can get my thoughts on Jaden Ivey, Johnny Davis, guys like that. But uh, you can listen for the women's basketball portion, which certainly isn't outdated. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already helped us out a ton. Leave a real quick rating and review. Again, super helpful. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for how awesome and um, just supportive you guys have been throughout this whole process. So everybody have a terrific, terrific Friday, a great, great weekend as well. And most importantly, Elio, 